Welcome to the Newson Health Menopause Podcast. I'm Dr. Louise Newson, a GP and menopause specialist, and I run the Newson Health Menopause and Wellbeing Centre here in Stratford-upon-Avon. So today I'm very excited because I have Jane Lewis with me, who I was thinking just now, we connected probably a couple of years ago over an article that she'd written, which really resonated with me. And it was about her personal experience about having vaginal dryness, which is something that we really don't talk about much, but we are going to talk about for the next half an hour. So welcome to my clinic, Jane. Hi, Louise. Thank you for inviting me. No, it's great that you're here. So... Before we start talking all about vaginal dryness, it'd be really interesting just to talk about um, you, if you don't mind, and about what led you to being so passionate to educating other women about this very underspoken um, symptom of, well, not just the menopause, but for women. Yeah, so I'm um, 52 now, Mm -hmm. and when my vaginal symptoms started, I was 45. And um, I, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't even know what menopause was back no. then. I didn't know that. I just thought we had hot flushes, went slightly bonkers, bit of anxiety, period stopped, life carried on as normal. Yes. And sex race started to get painful. And I, I saw some medics who were wonderful. I equally saw some medics who were not overly kind. And um, I realised that it was such a taboo mm. subject. But I also realised that it was a big problem. And there's books out there, but nothing that really, from a patient's perspective, who really suffers. So, um, and one day I was so low and um, I thought, this has to stop. I've got three daughters and a granddaughter Mm. and I don't want the next generation to feel how I do. So I wrote a book. Um, I say I wrote a book. I put words together and I showed my middle daughter, Penny, the words I put together. And she says, Mum, you cannot send that out to the general public. (laughs) So within five months, she wrote the book called... She's done the most amazing job. Sorry to interrupt. Yes. Yes. Tell us the title. Uh, Me and my menopausal vagina. So it's quite out there. It's got a picture of a rocket lollipop, which has a lot of different meanings because we knew we had to because I'm not famous and don't have a big PR team we had to get a title and a picture of that is like goodness me what's that about yes and from what I'm gathering the feedback I'm getting and that's from medics and women's health Mm. physiotherapists men and women alike the actual rocket is drawing people to it and I now get emails from around the world and I had one from Australia yesterday saying thank you you're helping so much I'm gonna spread the word it's such a great feeling, isn't it? To yes. be able to help people that you don't know. That's right, yes. Um, and it is, it's got a bright yellow cover. Yes. It's got this rocket ice cream on the front. So yes. you can't miss it, can no. you, if you were in a bookshop? And it has been a bookshop, it, it, hasn't it? It, 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 it is in a bookshop. Um, it's harder to get into a bookshop. Again, yes, ultimately people want celebrities. Yes. But it is getting there. And my daughter says to me, she climbed Kilimanjaro, and the same for when you climb Kilimanjaro is Polly Polly which is slowly, slowly. Yes. And that's what we're doing with the book, Polly Polly, and it seems to be working. My business manager, or my practice manager, Sarah Baker, was saying to me this morning, we need a sign-up to say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. The work that we're doing, and I get very frustrated, as you know, about how many women are suffering worldwide. Yes. um, With menopause, including symptoms such as vaginal dryness, and I often beat myself up thinking we're not doing enough but I think bit by bit things will change and are changing and the work that you do is incredible so um, you kindly sent me a proof of the book a while ago when it had been written and I 
thought, okay, I think I'm going to have a bit of time. I need to find a chunk in my diary to sit down. And then one evening I thought, right, I'm just going to do it. And I did it in one sitting because it's so easy to read. And it's, it's hard to describe really because it's written in a humorous way and a very sensitive way. And you wouldn't think those two words necessarily go Absolutely. together, but it's um, anyone can pick it up and flick through. Well, because you're a sufferer, you can get away with more yes. than someone who doesn't suffer. Yes. And it's non-medical, um, but it gives you enough medical information. Yeah, we had to write it for someone who has a degree yes. and someone who's dyslexic. Yes. My daughter has two degrees. I'm more the dyslexic route. And it seems to, we seem to have managed yes. to have done. And you've got some great pictures in there as well. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. which, which, you know, it's, it's good because... Um, you know, most women, it's a part of our anatomy, isn't it, our vulva, vagina, that most women don't actually see. We look at our hands all the time, we yes. look at our faces in the mirror, we're constantly looking, you know, when we try on new clothes, but it's something that probably, for lots of women, their partners know more yes. than yeah. us, what, what, yes. things, what it looks like. Well, I had never looked for 20 odd years, and until no. it started hurting, because it's an area that, unless it bothers you, you don't... Not actually really. particularly know exists in a day-to-day life yes when you suddenly can't wear pants or trousers or sit down and I was a horse rider could no longer ride a horse or ride a bike you then have a look and I had a look and I hadn't looked for 20 odd years but all I remember is it didn't look like it now looked no. like yes yes but it must be very scary for you so you had no idea what was going on you no. suddenly was getting pain discomfort what was going through your yeah. mind yes I, th- I was a, as I said a horse rider and it started to get uncomfortable horse riding and then I couldn't... I'd, I'd ridden horses wearing sanitary towels for years. I was fine. Mm. I then had to not ride my horse when I had a period because I've never been able to use tampons from childbirth. Yes. And then it was just getting sore. Sex would hurt a little bit, but it was such a small amount that I didn't even tell my husband, not because... It was just such a small amount it was passing. It was over and yes. done with. But then it became more and more, and I thought, this is crazy. And then one day I had a look, and I can honestly say it was as red as a tomato... And had you told your husband at this stage? Yes, I then yes. told him. It was as red as a tomato. My inner labia were as almost like butterfly wings. They were almost see-through. Mm-hmm. And my old episiotomy scars, of which one of them is very big, was you know, on the perineum where they stitch you up. It was on the verge of wanting to split. So really shocking. It, really shocking. And it was white. So I was misdiagnosed for a month with lichen sclerosis, mm. which is another skin condition we can get. And I was given treatment for that, which was wrong because I didn't have lichen sclerosis. No. I had just gone very, very pallor mm. with vaginal atrophy. Yes. 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 So before we talk too much more, just for people who are listening, a lot of women might know about vaginal atrophy. And atrophy is a horrible word, isn't it? It is a horrible word. If you look word. it up in the dictionary, yeah. it means wasting or withering yeah. away. Oh, and no. at the age of 50, you, you know, <laughs> or 45 when you start, you're not wasting, withering away at yes. all. But yeah. Anyway, it's a term that's often used. Thankfully now we tend to use the term um, genitourinary syndrome of the menopause, GSM, which encompasses the urinary symptoms, which we'll talk about in a bit. But essentially, because we've got oestrogen receptors in cells all around our body, um, and as you know, we've got oestrogen receptors in our vagina, also externally on our vulva, when the levels reduce, then often people get thinning of the vagina, which means it's less elastic, it's less stretchy, um, there's less blood supply to it, hence the pallor. Um, and then there's less collagen, which is the building protein. So everything just gets thinner and and just visibly different, but also it feels different as well. And it's one of those symptoms that 
A lot of women um, don't experience it until later on in the menopause. We're always taught at medical school it's one of the last symptoms of the menopause. But actually some women experience it as their first symptom, as indeed you had. Um, it's often related to the low hormone levels, but women can get it during, um, well, after pregnancy, when they're breastfeeding, often because the hormone levels reduce. Some women can experience it after using tampons, some, some other conditions, so some inflammatory bowel conditions, people with diabetes are more prone to it. And some women just get it, don't they, Jane? Yes, it's, yeah. it's bad luck, really, yes, yeah. and we don't always know why. But for a lot of women, they're suffering in silence, aren't they? They're most definitely suffering in silence because I've set up a, a Facebook group and... Um, they come, they find the groups. It's not overly easy to find. I think it's because the word vagina on there, I don't know. Do you want to explain how people do? Is so it's, just, it's just called vaginal atrophy and you've got to put it into your, into your search engine. But for some reason, some people can and some people can't. Mm. If you have a difficulty finding it, go to um, www.mymenopausalvagina.co.uk, which is my website. And you will then find an email address and you can email me and I can generally help people get right. it. Yeah. That's really important, and it's a hidden group. Is I mean, it's it's closed. Secure, it's closed. Yes, it's a closed yes. group. So no, yes. And um, I would say in that group, it is fifty fifty perimenopausal women with mm-hmm. the average age forty five fifty, starting with the symptoms who are having regular monthly periods. Right. Yeah. I'm still having periods. Yes. Although I'm on HRT, my actual I know we don't do bloods, but my actual FHS levels are still very low. Yes. I've got eggs in my ovaries. I've seen them. I've got, you know. Yes. yes. So you're still perimenopausal, yes. aren't you? And, and, you know, and then I have ladies who so-called sail through the menopause, mm. and I'm very pleased for you. And then they get to 65, 70, who are so shocked and unaware of this problem. And they, they mm. said to us, why had no one ever warned, warned me? It, yes. And very often with them, it starts with constant UTIs. Yeah, so UTIs, urinary tract infections. Yes. And, yes. and like I said earlier, a lot of women have urinary symptoms, hence this term GSM that we often use. Because we've got oestrogen receptors in our pelvic floor, in our bladders, um, so some times people just get some incontinence or... Um, just find that they need to rush to the toilet more quickly. So they find sneezing, coughing difficult. I've got a lot of friends who say there's no way they could go on their children's trampoline in the garden. Or they uh, come home from shopping or from being out, put the key in the door and they have to run to the toilet, otherwise they're going to wet themselves. But they won't associate that with being a hormone um, deficiency, which often it is. Um, And when you speak to people... Often it can occur after childbirth, understandably, gets better and then getting worse again. Um, so when you've got urinary symptoms, we don't always think about vaginal dryness. And No, that's why I think there's actually more, because I think it's roughly 50 percentage suffer, although you can go, depending who you talk to, medics think 70 to 80 because we don't yes, talk about it. Because a lot of women don't realise that some of their symptoms are actual vaginal or GSM, vaginal actually, whatever you want to call it, but they don't put two and two together because some women have painful sex. They stop having sex. Their pain goes to them. Their problem has gone. Indeed. You know, yeah. or they have, um, what's it called, latch key, uh, wetting themselves when they're yes. trying to get the key. And this is all part of it, but they don't realise it's not all pain. No. And that's really important, I think, isn't it? Because actually, when you've got pain... I'm not going to say it's too late, nothing's too late, yes, but actually we want to, to try and prevent people from getting pain, don't we? Yes. And we were certainly talking before we started recording about the importance of educating people, educating younger people, so that they're more aware, because it's tragic when we see people who can't wear underclothes, who can't sit down, because their symptoms have been going on, and 
And certainly the figures vary. Like you say, some figures I've read say 50% of women have vaginal dryness or vaginal atrophy. Some papers say 70%. And it's also one of those symptoms that worsens with time. So as you know, if women get hot flushes, night sweats, very common symptoms of the menopause, they often improve with time. But the vaginal dryness doesn't usually, does it? It just will get worse without treatment. And I ask all my patients who come and see me whether they've got any symptoms related to vaginal dryness. And sometimes women say, oh, yes, but I haven't had sex for years. It doesn't matter. And when I lecture um, doctors, a a while ago I was giving a quite big lecture about vaginal dryness. And one question in the audience, the doctor said, well, I would never ask a woman unless she was sexually active. And I just said, but no, that's not... Um, and it's really the women who think a bit of itching, a bit of soreness is just getting old. Yes. It's wrong because we see as women become older, the number of women who have urinary tract infections really increases, doesn't it? And yes. we see certainly in general practice a lot of women who come with their urine dipstick um, to have a dipstick in, in the urine sample and it's told, oh, we haven't got an infection. Yes. But they're still getting symptoms. Yes. and. People, again, even healthcare professionals, don't always associate the two together. Yes, yes. Um, And we know, you know, Dame Sally Davis, the chief medical officer, has done a phenomenal amount of work reducing antibiotic prescribing because we know there's problems if we give too many antibiotics. And so many women don't need antibiotics if they have the right treatment, do they? And especially the short-term, three days of antibiotics. If you keep prescribing those and the lady is menopausal, it doesn't take Einstein to realise that this is or it should be taught that this is potentially an estrogen menopause problem. Because we have to somehow try, if ladies aren't having sex and they don't want to, that is absolutely fine. Um, But we have to remember, if we're below a certain age, we we should be able to still have smear tests. We have to be able to get spectrum in. We might need pelvic exams in years to come. We have to try and keep the vagina viable. That doesn't have to be via a penis if you don't want to, because obviously we have lesbian relationships. Yes, totally. Um, so there are, are dilators uh, and vibrators also, but you need help potentially with HRT and estrogen. But it is important not to completely shut the shop up no, for I, medical totally, reasons like as you well. say, if someone, We see a lot of women who have bleeding after the menopause, and yes. these women need to be examined, like yes. you say. And, yeah. it, and smears, I did a recent Instagram survey and to see if people had found having a smear painful and 68% had said yes. yes. And what's really, really sad, as I'm sure it will echo with you as well, is that a lot of these women, when they complain of it being painful, no one's giving them information. You know, with the Department of Health, we've tried to ask if there could be just a simple question to say, have your periods changed when you have a smear? And if people say yes, give information. Um, If it's uncomfortable, even if you're still having regular periods, give information. Um, Because the treatment is really easy, isn't it? It is. It's really easy. And, you know, we've got to somehow, and you can talk about this, Louise, about... um, Local oestrogen is not HRT in the same way as HRT. So if we talk about the treatment, and when we're talking now, it's about treatment 
for the vaginal dryness that's associated with low estrogen levels. Like I say, some women who've got diabetes, for example, might have some vaginal dryness, but it's not always related to low estrogen. But for women who are perimenopausal and menopausal, which is the majority of women who have vaginal dryness, one of the really effective treatments is local estrogen. And when we say local, it means it's actually inserted in the vagina. There's different ways of doing this. Um, There's a pessary, which is usually given every night for two weeks and then twice a week after that. In the UK, it's called Vagifem. There's also different creams that can be used, and they can be used inserted. They have an applicator, so the oestrogen cream can be inserted vaginally, but it also can be used externally as well, which can be quite useful. And then there's a ring, um, which is a little um, flexible ring that has oestrogen in it that lasts for three months in the body, so it's just changed four times a year. And a lot of women um, like that because it can be easily removed if someone wants intercourse. Sometimes people keep them in for intercourse. But I've used this a lot for women who have dementia, who have urinary symptoms up in the night. They haven't got the manual dexterity to do it themselves. Their partners don't necessarily yes. want them. Or they don't have someone no. that can insert. Or women who don't want to be putting something in their vagina regularly. It can be very useful. So there's options. And sometimes we use a combination of, of the different types of oestrogen. The local oestrogen, used in this way, as you quite rightly say, Jane, is not HRT. So when we say HRT, we mean hormone replacement therapy, which is given systemically into the body, which we'll talk about in a bit because it can be used as treatment. But for women who have symptoms, one of the first-line treatments is local oestrogen Now, it can be confusing because when you look at the insert with any of these products, it will talk about the risks as if it was an HRT product. And this is complete misinformation, isn't it? It's so frustrating. So um, because it's a hormone, it's regulated as a hormone as if it was being taken um, systemically. So the most important thing is not to read and believe the insert. So with the local oestrogen... Because it works locally, it's thickening the lining of the vagina. When the lining of the vagina is thicker, the oestrogen can't then get into the body. So we know from studies that the absorption after a couple of days is similar to placebo. So therefore, it is very safe, especially for women who can't usually take HRT. So women who've had breast cancer, even if it's an oestrogen receptor positive breast cancer, can still safely use Vagifem. And that's a really important message, isn't it? Yes, because there's yeah. a lot of women with, who've had breast cancer in the past who are really suffering and no one's giving them treatment. No, I've got ladies in my group who are actually at the moment, I've got one with active ovarian cancer and active um, breast cancers mm. who are using the Vagifem for quality of life. Yes. Um, because people don't quite realise just how debilitating this vaginal problem yes. can be. And I'd also like to um, say, um, Louise, because you said twice a week, but we can take it totally. more on every other night yes. for the Vagifem. And I use estriol cream externally on certain spots that are quite sore as and when. Yeah, and that's really important because the certainly in the UK, it's a 10 microgram pessary, which if you think the smallest tablet of oestrogen that's available is a one milligram if women are using it twice a week it's a really really small dose they used to have a 25 microgram uh pessary which has been withdrawn so a lot of women need to use more so um the maximum licensed is twice a week 
but we certainly recommend and all other menopause experts and other doctors um, very confidently recommend using it more often if people are still getting symptoms. So as Jane says, using it every other night. I do have some patients who use it every night. Yes, loads in my group um, do. And what we have to remember is if you're using the E-string, that is almost five Vagifem a week when you work yes, out the amount. It's, it's, it's 7.25 every day, I believe, yes. um, which works out. So a few years ago, it was, as you say, 25. Yes. And they did a little bit of research. They reduced it down to 10 because some ladies were okay, but the rest who weren't, oh, well, tough luck. And now we're sort of going back to where we were. Yeah, totally, which is really good because yes. it's so safe. And yes. even if women use slightly more, they don't have to have a progesterone, yes. which is what you need if you're taking yes oestrogen as a as part of hrt so that's one treatment which can work really well um some women need a bit more treatment and so certainly often we recommend uh, vaginal moisturizers we can often um, recommend lubricants as well which can be useful during sexual intercourse but there are lots of different types of moisturizers and um it's i always say to women it's a bit like choosing the moisturizer for your face what suits me is probably not going to suit you so it is trying the different yes. products is important isn't yeah it's it? trial and error you know go um you have to try it yourself but there are certain ones that you wouldn't have use so i would just look at ingredients and work it out for yourself yes there's some are available over the nhs as prescriptions some areas they're not allowed to prescribe them but often the ones that are available on prescription are usually the ones that would be used first line i would say that ky jelly is something that shouldn't be used i think you probably agree yeah everyone sees it in our examination rooms and thinks oh well if the doctor's using it to examine me it must be fine but it doesn't last very long it can be very drying and irritative so so certainly I would not go for that Um, and if it's uncomfortable don't use it really absolutely most important and and what some ladies do find is that the um, local estrogens can irritate it's not the estrogen itself it's the fillers and this is why I think we need to be proactive rather than reactive because the longer you allow your vagina to dry out and you allow the symptoms to get worse, I think they're the ladies who potentially suffer more with the local estrogen because it's become so dry and irritated. So if we can become more proactive and reactive, and that includes the medical people, and when we have smear tests, if the nurse could... We can get some conversation going. If we can get to treatment started earlier, earlier, um, then it will help a lot yes, it? Um, yes. I have so many patients who tell me that they that you've stopped horse riding but they've stopped cycling even walking yes you don't think about it how horrid and there are a lot of um, people who find it you know it isn't the most natural thing to sit here talking about people's vaginas but actually for a lot of people culturally it's almost impossible to talk about it and you know women are women this doesn't pick out certain ethnic groups certain socio-economic classes it will affect all of us potentially um so it's really important that if you haven't quite got the right words you could write it down or maybe speak to a friend or get help through Jane's yes. Facebook group, which yeah. is can be anonymous, can't it? Yes, so yeah. yes it's very I mean, easy to get help. And I've also, you know, there's another sector that really do suffer, and we're just touching that lightly, but are the transgender group. And some of them, I was reading the other day, a dreadful case, where they had no idea, are suffering horrendous vaginal mm. atrophy. Yeah. So it is a big... So it's yes. huge. It's a huge yes. problem. Yes. And um, I also read, quite shockingly recently, that around 50% of women who actually go and get help come away from the consulting room without any treatments. So it takes on average about four or five years for a woman to actually seek help, but actually to not get any treatment, I 
feel really, really sad and very frustrated. My group's full of them. Yeah. Um, And it's wrong that people aren't getting the right help and treatment. Certainly there's lots of information available. And if women aren't getting the right help, then you need to go back and see someone else. And sometimes nurses are a good point of call. Nurses often have slightly longer appointments and often are menopausal themselves. Yes, yes. Um, And I think as a woman, if you're not getting the right help, then you should go and see someone else. I think it's really important, don't you? Well, yes, absolutely. I'm putting a leaflet together on my group with Penny. Amazing. That can be downloaded by everyone to take to their GP and consultants, and it's going to be a basic leaflet that they can hand over about it. And I've even got a gynaecologist who has offered to distribute them. So that's brilliant. Well, we will certainly distribute them as well, because it's all about breaking the taboo. And I know you kindly donated some um, of your books, and we put them in party bags, and we had a launch, an opening party here at my clinic. And my eight-year-old daughter was filling up the party bags, and kept saying, I've got just need another My Menopausal Vagina book. Yes. And my grand, well, her grandmother, my mother, saying, Lucy, it's just a book. No, mummy, it's My Menopausal <laughs> Vagina yes. book. And actually, it's great because she's not embarrassed by anything. No, no. And it, I'm not saying that we should be educating every eight-year-old about yes. vaginal dryness. No. But actually, you know, it is a part of our anatomy that we shouldn't be embarrassed. To say the word, if they just know what just the right word is. to say the word yes. and to use the right word because... Yes. As a doctor, when people come and say it's sore down there, yes. is that their anus? Is it their that's vulva? Right. Is it their vagina? Is it yeah. their tummy button? I yes. have no idea. That's right. And it's so it's, it's really important that we're comfortable with how yes. things are. And um, because I've got quite a few patients who are medics themselves, mm-hmm. and they had no idea no. until it's happening. Well, I'm really chuffed because on my Instagram yesterday, I was tagged by a GP who has read my book. And it's quite a big thing for the GP mm. to admit that. Yes and who's 45 herself and has started suffering. And on the Instagram page, mm-hmm. I apologise for the ladies that I yes. didn't realise before me. And that's quite yeah. a big... It is big, and I often say this yes. when I lecture, actually. I, I feel I have done a real disservice to many women over the years because I have seen hundreds, if not thousands, of women who have had urine infections, and I never thought to ask about vaginal dryness because it was never part of my training, and... I apologise to any of you that are listening because it's terrible to think there's such an easy treatment and actually it's such a low-risk treatment as well. We did touch briefly about HRT, hormone replacement therapy, and for some women who have more severe symptoms, HRT is, is definitely an option as well. And certainly a lot of women have symptoms that, again, they wouldn't necessarily think are related to their menopause, so symptoms such as low mood, anxiety, yes. poor concentration, so not the classic flushes and sweats. Um, and certainly if women have symptoms, then we often give HRT yeah. as well. And around 20%, so one in five women, need to have HRT as well as using the local treatments. Definitely. So I think it's really important that if a woman is taking HRT every year when they're reviewed, the doctor or healthcare professional should ask them about vaginal dryness because it can still yes, come even yes. if someone's on HRT. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I must say it was the actual full HRT where my inner labia started to come back to life again. Yes, and yes. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, again, we're very graphic here, but people really notice the change. And I saw a lady a while ago who'd had a 
hysterectomies, she had her ovaries removed about six years ago and everything, the atrophy word was very descript, she, everything had gone and yes. um, she was really shocked. And then most recently I examined her again and I wouldn't recognise it being the same. And it is amazing the regenerative powers yes. of the vulva and vagina, yes. which is very very good. It's a very forgiving area yes. if you think what well, she goes through during childbirth. Yes. Yes, right. Thankfully it recovers. And yes. it's the same for vaginal dryness. Yes. So I think it's really important that women know that it's a reversible condition yes. for most women. Yeah. and But the treatment, it can take a long time, can't it, yes. Jane? It's Absolutely. not an overnight treatment. No, people say, oh, I've been using Vagifem for two weeks. Yes. Some, some of the ladies in my group, three to six months. Yes. And what we have to remember is vaginal dryness atrophy cannot be cured. No. You know, if you stop taking Absolutely. all this medication, it will come back. And very often it comes back and it's harder to get back on top of. Because lots of GPs are telling ladies to use their local estrogen for three months and, and then, then stop. stop. Yes. This is for life and you need to maintain it's maintenance for life yes and that's very important to know because in the past actually when I was doing my training we were always told just give it for six months and then stop and then ask them if it comes back they can have treatment but actually we know because of the nature it will carry on getting worse So the NICE guidance, the National Institute of Health and Care Excellence on the menopause are very clear that local estrogen can be used in the long term. Yes. Therefore, put it on repeat prescription. Yes. Um, yes. The other treatment that we did talk about um, before we started recording the podcast was a tablet, wasn't it? Yes. So there's a tablet that's come out, which is a bit weird, having a, something orally for a vaginal yes. problem. Yes. Um, but it works. It's a selective estrogen receptor modulator, which is a bit of a mouthful, but it basically means it stimulates the estrogen cells in the vagina. And that seems to, it's only recently come out in the UK, but there's some good results. Yes. I think it would be ideal um, for ladies in care, because as you know, I'm very... I'm scared for myself, which is selfish, but I'm very passionate for ladies in care. If you, you have the main reasons for going into care is double incontinence and dementia. Mm. Put those two together, and I can guarantee, almost guarantee, that almost every lady will have vulva, vagina, or bladder issues yes. from that combination. Uh, yeah. Yes, so to have a tablet, yes. it will actually be easier for people to administer yes. as well. So that's yes. a potential. So that's been brilliant. I think we've covered quite a lot in a short period of time. So just before I say goodbye, can you give me three take-home messages about your work and also vaginal dryness that you think people could really capture and share with their friends? Do not be scared to talk about the problem and do not be scared of local oestrogen. If you're in pain and sex is hurting, stop having sex, go and see your GP and demand treatment. Excellent. And if you are refused treatment, then you complain to the practice manual. You take it higher and higher because we have to become vocal. We are the generation who will no longer put up and shut up. Absolutely. Wow. Very good. Powerful messages. But it's really important. As women, we get the care and attention and treatment that we deserve. So brilliant. Thank you ever so much. And... If you haven't seen the book, you can either go onto my website or go onto Jane's website and order it and give to as many women as you know. Yes. So thank you ever so much. Thank Thank you, you. Louise. For more information about the menopause, please visit our website, www.menopausedoctor.co.uk.